the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN uh, to bring you Shady May. Uh, get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, May the 5th, and we are here to handicap a full slate of MLB action for Wednesday, May the 6th. Joining me, it's the young people tonight. Um, is that some sort of ice hockey jersey? We're going to have to have some ice hockey chat first. Uh, but I think he's got his, probably the New York Devil oh, no, Cats no, or something. No, Who is no. it? New Jersey <laughs> Devils. That's what I said. Um, you said New York Cats. That's not even remotely close. I can see yeah, I got one of the words right, didn't I? Oh my God! How you doing, boys? Good to see you. Uh, Mal hasn't has been a while. Uh, Noah, good to see you. Uh, yeah, pretty on a high yesterday. Game seven, nothing like it. Uh, I don't know if you watch ice hockey over across the pond, but nothing like game sevens in ice hockey. And uh, yeah, it was finally good to get the win yesterday. Advance to the second round, so we're on the road to Raleigh. Um, and also joining us, a um, little shake of the head there from Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, how are you doing? How's it going, guys? Yeah, I, I'm just a little bit of a jealous sports fan over here. Everybody gets to dance around with their playoff competitive sports teams, and I'm over here with uh, Detroit sports that haven't been in the playoffs in years, any of them. And, you know, the Pirates, they're leading the NL and wins, but is that really going to stay? We'll see. Let's uh, let's hope so, but we'll see. Um, I'm I'm rocking my high school baseball hat uh, since we're talking about apparel, and it's maroon and gold, which is the the colors of Florida State, but it's the baseball logo of Florida. The two teams played today, today against each other in college baseball, so I always find that interesting that my high school went with the Florida State colors, but the Florida logo. <laughs> Um, no, the reason the reason I asked about ice hockey was because the first thing I saw this morning when I, I sort of opened my eyes, checked the baseball scores over a cup of tea in bed, um, and then I opened Twitter and there was just two tweets right next to each other, which was Dylan <laughs> slagging off somebody for a cheap hit in the middle of the ice, um, and then you straight underneath, not replying, just an independent tweet saying, um, Devils fans complaining about cheap hits, but they were cheering on some bloke who's done it for the last 10 years. It was just a lovely little microcosm of sport and it was you two idiots next to each other. So, um, yeah, that, 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 <laughs> yo, absolutely loved it. Um, and then it must be the algorithm thing because I looked at your tweets. I then got about six different videos of um, fans punching each other's heads in in the crowd. That seemed to be what Twitter wanted to show me today, that um, all the fans just quite enjoyed fighting each other. So. Yeah, and can you believe it? Some some fans actually want to get fighting out of hockey. <laughs> not, not me. Can never be me. Yeah, it's I like it's it. a great rivalry between the Devils and the Rangers. Nice local uh, little thing they've got going there, and I I thought it was hilarious because you know with these series and stuff, you win one, and the streets just flood with everybody looking for a party. 
Yeah. And uh, Dylan tweeted it out that they hijacked the goal song for the New York Rangers and they were singing it in the yeah, we had streets. To. That was funny. Um, the thing, the one thing I know about ice hockey and fighting, um, I think I've mentioned before the goalkeeper, the goaltender, maybe is that the correct term? Yeah. Uh, for the Newcastle Vipers uh, years ago was a Canadian called Trevor Koenig and he used to come in the casino um, and play poker and sometimes I would go he'd leave me tickets and I'd go to the games but he told me that the fighting was kind of a way of self-policing the game um, and that was it keeps the officials out of it and the players would self-police so a lot of the fights were kind of pre not pre-arranged but if someone's taking a cheap shot then next time it's the minute the whistle goes, it was gloves off. Because I couldn't work out. The, the whistle would go and the puck would be up one end. And the minute the whistle would go, these two blokes up the other end, immediately gloves down and it's on. And so he told me that it was, it was a self-policing thing. So, um, uh, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm it, all for it. Like, to- Totally agree with you, Mel. And if you, uh, you know, what, like watching sports uh, fights in general, the Red Wings and Avalanche built a huge rivalry um, in the 1990s, basically just off of dirty hits and fighting each other, um, just full line brawls, goalie fights. Um, look up March 26, 1997, Red Wings, Avalanche. There's a couple of games and highlights where it was just, there was fight after fight, 15 minutes of, fights in the games it was <laughs> very quality content there um yeah uh, i've written that down yeah uh captain insano the the um youtube um comments chat uh is live and well tvdbj was first in captain insano late uh captain insano was mentioning my twitter feed because i was complaining i don't know if it was on this show or on the soccer show last week that um the, the twitter algorithm just does its own thing so i had about two months of getting nothing but Scottish third division football scores and girls dressed up like Slutty Velma out of Scooby-Doo. And then that went away. And for the last three weeks, I've had nothing but videos of uh, big spiders coming out with bunches of bananas. I don't know why it thinks I was interested in that. And now it's just ice hockey fights. So you kind of look at one thing and the, the algorithm thinks I'm obsessed with that, but at least it's got rid of them. Um, it's got rid of the bananas and the spiders. Uh, etc. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. We'll see what's next. Uh, I do look the Twitter algorithm. Um, right then, Shady Rays and Shady May. I'll tell you about before we get into uh, Wednesday's game. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only to get an amazing fifty percent off, you have a chance to win five hundred dollars. Shady Rays have got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Uh, durable frames. The lost and broken replacement thing is fantastic. If you lose or break them, even on day one, uh, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So you can wear them with confidence um, or return them free within 30 days as well. So they've got you back. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Then take your receipts to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Um, so this card tomorrow is a little bit of a weird one. We've got 15 games. Um, I've got four, five of them off the board. Um, it's It's been a really odd week. We were just talking a little bit off air before we started the show that um, pitch, there's been pitching mayhem um, at the start of this month. We've got loads of rookies. Noah talked about a few... Uh, last night on the show, we've got more getting called up 
um, as we speak. So we've got a couple of TBD pitches. We've got some rookies. Uh, we've got some stuff that's off the board, um, but we will try our level best to handicap it. As we go, um, Abdi has joined the chat uh, from Toronto. Uh, definitely our favourite Canadian listener, Abdi. Welcome. How are you doing? Um, we'll start no, with... No, no shout at Fox there. <laughs> no what, what? Uh, no, no love lost for Foxy there. Favourite Canadian. <laughs> Ooh. Well, he's not in the chat, is he? If he was here, I'd say it then. The same with Johnny Junder. I love Foxy. And out of all of the the cities in Canada I've been, Toronto has been the most fun I've had. And I don't like what is Foxy in Montreal? I don't know where Foxy's located. Is he a French Canadian? We're talking about Jeff Fox, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's a French Canadian. I, I don't get Shout French Canadian vibe of him. Yeah, me either. That's why that's why we get along. <laughs> What's up with the French Canadians? It's not a. We don't have enough time. For me okay. Well, well done. You've just. I'm not jumping in that hole with Dylan. Yeah, you just offended <laughs> a potential huge uh, portion of our listeners there. So well done, Dylan. Yeah, we're uh, we'll start with baseball gambling podcast. Come on now. Uh, we've got days fall tomorrow. Uh, the lack of days fall has been a problem this week, but we've got some days fall tomorrow. Uh, starting with um, one of these games, it's off the board. Um, 2.05 Eastern first pitch between the Arizona D-backs and the Texas Rangers. Uh, had Merrill Kelly down for the D-backs. Now it looks like, and you two boys have confirmed, it's Brendan Fart. I don't know what else to say that except Fart. <laughs> you can't see it any other way, can you? I said Fart. Fat. But that just uh, sounds ridiculous. You sound like you've had a stroke. Anyway, P-F-A-A-D-T. Brandon. Fart. Brandon Fart. Um, <laughs> we'll go, we think, for the D-backs. And Andrew Heaney, left-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers. We've got no odds. Um, I can tell you a little bit about Heaney. Uh, two and two with a 4.38 ERA. He settled in quite well because he got uh, smacked around early on in this season. He had three really mad high-scoring wins. Um, four of five starts have been at home. This is another one. Um, and he's just settled really well. Uh, so Brandon, we'll call him, uh, for ease to say, has been a talking horse for round of, well, man, even pre-season, actually. I've ended up with him on some best ball teams and, um, Adam stashed away and some drafting holes and stuff like that because it sounded like he was going to break camp with the team. But as we've seen already, Arizona did have a lot, a lot of um, young pitchers. We've seen Dre Jameson, we've seen Ryan Nelson, uh, and Brandon is another one out of that um, ilk. So, yeah, I've got no picks for this one. Don't know what to do. I'll throw this across to Noah because you might be able to tell us more about Brandon Part. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Brandon Fott is a graduate out of Bellarmine, which is in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, he was drafted in the fifth round of the COVID draft. So kind of similar to another guy that's going to be on this slate as well. And Gavin Stone, their last year in college was cut short and they didn't play in a well-renowned conference. Um, Bellarmine was in the Great Lakes Valley Conference, which was Division Two at the time that Thought was there. Um, he was okay. I mean, 
better than okay. He had a 138 ERA um, through five starts before the season was canceled. And then throughout the minor leagues, he's had a 358 ERA. So far this season, 391 in five starts, 25 innings. He's had 30 strikeouts and uh, six walks. Um, the book on him is that he is a very uh, good, accurate pitcher. Um, we don't know if the strikeout will be able to translate into the pro game with MLB hitters because um, I don't believe this guy has gas like insano ass. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't been huge on thought, but I am very interested to see how he performs. So that's my analysis on Brandon Fott. Um, amazing uh, dad joke by Insano. <laughs> that was a very good dad joke. Yeah, we enjoyed yeah. that. Oh a lot. my god, I loved it. Uh, uh, Dylan, no, are you I, a Fart fan? No, I can't be. Uh, I made the Rangers a minus one forty favorite against the D backs. Uh, made my total at seven point seven. And don't know what the lines are. Uh, slight lean towards the Rangers here, but uh, I'd rather back him. I'd rather back Andrew Heaney than the rookie. You know, he's getting his first start on the road. Rangers are very good at home, 11-5 and five straight up. They just swept the Yankees this past weekend. Sorry, Captain Insano. But I just got to see him a few times and see what, what he has before I back him. So slightly lean towards the home team here, depending on the number. Uh, Joey D pointing out the fact that Arizona uh, hit lefties well, which is a very valid point. Let's try awesome. and find some. Yes, they're, yes. They're without a big lefty bat in that lineup in Corbin Carroll. He's out for mm-hmm. a little bit here, too. So um, they're probably going to like, he's a great player, but they're actually probably going to hit lefties even better now. 210 Eastern first pitch, the San Francisco Giants and the Houston Astros. Logan Webb for the Giants. Fran Valdez goes for the Houston Astros. The Giants are plus 145. The Astros are minus 175 total. Is set at seven and a half. Noah, Giants, Astros, please. This is appointment television. Uh, I think it's our best pitching matchup of the day. And I'm going to take the first five under, and I lean towards the Astros money line here. The Giants, they're 26th in the MLB with a 632 OPS against lefties. And Framber Valdez has a 254 ERA. The Astros offense has also been abysmal, 680 OPS against right-handed pitching. That's 23rd in the league. I lean towards the Astros because their bullpen is just much better than the Giants. They have a 183 ERA over the last two weeks. That's the second best in the league. The Giants, they have the 29th best ERA during that time span with a 680. Plus, I just think that there's more chinks in Logan Webb's armor than uh, Valdez at this point. So um, also look at some San Francisco stolen base props as runners are 15 for 16 stealing bags against Francis, uh, against Framber Valdez. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll back you up there. I'll handicap this to within an inch of its life with, um, both pitchers have a very similar profile. Um, Logan Webb is settling down. You get a nice pattern out of Logan Webb. You get six innings pitch, two or three earned runs. Um, Valdez similar little, um, check in the box of the Houston bullpen and Houston win 4-3 so my pick here was the under 7.5 so pretty much you you handicapped everything um, that I did to get to that final scoreline. Dylan? 
Real quick, the line just opened up for the Rangers and D-backs. D-backs nice. opened up the minus 120 favorite, plus uh, 100 for the Rangers over under at eight and a half. So wow. instead of the Rangers, I do like the under eight and a half. I made my total 7.7. So just wanted to backtrack that real quick. Um, as for the Giants-Astros game, I'm actually going to be on the other side, Matt. I like the over seven and a half in this one. I made my line eight. I just got to fade Logan Webb here on the road. 0-3 with a 6-11 ERA, 12 runs given up in 21 innings. Batters are hitting 300 off of him. Astros have been a great team, a great over team this year. 16-12 and 12 towards the over, 10-6 and 6 at home toward the over. So first game uh, we saw between these two, we saw 10 runs. I think we're in for another high-scoring game. So over 7.5 was very small for me. Out of curiosity, Dylan, uh, the book that you saw it open, do they have a pitcher listed for the game? Uh, it's on I'm, DK and it is fat fart. I I'm very surprised that he's listed as the favorite against me too. at Texas. Me too. If we got over or under on how many starts fart has to make before we stop laughing. <laughs> a couple more. Uh, what's the, what's couple, the line at? Seven and a half. I think it's going to take over, me. Over. It's going to take me quite a long time. <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, last year's uh, Ken Waldertuck. Ken, yeah, Ken Waldichuk. Uh, 4-10 Eastern first pitch, the Cincinnati Reds at the San Diego Padres. Lewis Sessa for Cincinnati. And Seth Lugo uh, goes for San Diego. The Reds are plus 225. The Padres with Lugo are minus 275. Total is 8.5. Dylan, minus 275 with Seth Lugo. Are they mad? Oh, very mad. I thought I made him a high favorite. I made the uh, Padres a minus 240 favorite. But uh, give me the under here. Under nine, I made my total 8.2. Padres, they've been an under team this season. And I've come. I've kind of come around on Seth Lugo a little bit. Besides his last start against the Cubs, he's been really solid this season. Both teams don't really hit well, righties well. Reds, 243 off of righties. Padres, 224 off of righties. Uh, I know Luis Sessa isn't the best pitcher out there, but he has been better on the road than at home for whatever it's worth. So I can't back the Padres at this number. Reds, they're not scoring a ton of runs in this spot. So uh, I, I got to take the under nine here. It's a little juicy at minus 120, though. Uh, Noah? The reason why he's better on the road than at home is because the Reds let him hang out to dry against the Phillies in one of those games. He gave up. Uh, 11 runs on 14 hits in three innings, but I believe they scored eight in the first inning, and they just told them to go out there and throw two more so the bullpen could, uh, you know, be okay, I guess. I I don't know their reasoning for that, but, yeah, he got destroyed against the Phillies at home in one of the starts. But other than that, he's actually been quite good. Um, so both these a- offenses have been average. I am going to take the large dog in the Reds here. Yes, go on, Noah. I love that. Um, I'm going to side with the under. Um, I do think, always think that Seth Lugo is on the cusp of something terrible happening. Um, but even if it, that does happen tomorrow, so the, um, there's not a huge amount of, of runs in this. Uh, so, yeah, eight and a half seems like, if, if Dylan's seen a nine as well, um, I'm happy to take the, the under in that spot. Next up, we will go to... Uh, four ten Eastern first pitches, the Philadelphia Phillies and the LA Dodgers. Um, Aaron Nola takes the ball for the Phillies and officially TBD for the Dodgers. Uh, but we have Gavin Stone going in this spot. But with the TBD, I've got no lines unless Dylan, have you fetched any lines out on this in the last five minutes? 
I'm looking at a book. No lines yet, no. No lines for this one. Um, Aaron Nola, 2-2-4-46, is improving with every start, culminating in um, an eight-inning three-hit effort in a 3-1 win at Houston last time. He's not getting much run support. Maybe Bryce Harper will help. He's back uh, in this evening's game, in Tuesday night's game. Uh, Gavin Stone, I'm sure Noah will tell us a little bit more about him. He's the, the Dodgers' number four prospect. He's going well at Oklahoma City. Um, he had his best start last time out. He's already in Cade 8. And in spring training, again, there was a lot of talk about him maybe taking the, the five spot over Ryan Pepiot. Um, he Cade... Uh, 14 of the 27 batters uh, that he faced in spring. So this promises to be a fun uh, a fun outing. You could maybe have a look at some K-Prox for Gavin Stone if you fancy them. Um, yeah, nothing else to, without any lines. I can't give you much more on that. But Noah, what can you tell us about uh, Gavin Stone, if anything? Yeah, so much like Fott, Stone was drafted in the fifth round of that COVID year draft out of central Arkansas. His final year of college was cut short due to the pandemic. Uh, so the college stats, he also played in the Southland Conference. So uh, not a very big or uh, tough conference. Uh, not very easy to draw predictions from. Uh, he hasn't had the greatest start to the 2023 season. His last two starts have been better, though. He carries a 474 ERA so far at AAA Oklahoma City. He has 27 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 24 innings pitched so far this season. The control has been the issue for Stone, but he does have uh, the ability, the special ability to strike out plenty of batters. So that's the excitement around this kid. Um, again, uh, I really want to keep an eye on Stone because he could be lighting up the scoreboard in the strikeout category, especially for fantasy. Um, but for this game, I like the Phillies. Dylan, drop much on this? No, not much. Uh, another game off the board, but uh, I did make the Phillies a minus 130 favorite against another rookie making his first start, like Noah said. I don't know how long he'll probably go against the Phillies. Harper, he is returning, so I want to see how that should help his the lineup as well, which they're already a top-five offense in the league, the Phillies. Uh, Dodgers, they have a bottom-six bullpen. We also have winds blowing out. Could possibly see another over. Yesterday, skied over the 8.5. Uh, probably looking towards the over. I made my total 8.7. But I'm going to back the better pitcher here and the better lineup. I like Aaron Nola. Give me the Phillies here. Okay. Joey uh, D's put up uh, a Schwabom uh, as his selection uh, for that game tomorrow. 6-4 Eastern first pitch is the New York Mets at the Detroit Tigers. Max Scherzer is back from his, what, 10-game ban, was it, uh, for the Mets. And Joey Wentz, left-handed pitcher, uh, will go for the Tigers. Minus 175 on New York. Plus 145 on Detroit total at seven and a half to home. Put me Dylan, you in? No, not in at all. Uh, <laughs> give, me the, give me the Mets run line here. I needed a minus 130 to take a shot with them on the run line. I got a minus 110, so it's perfect. Uh, Scherzer making his return to Detroit after 10-game suspension. think he's going to be locked and loaded. Hopefully no rosin on him, but... Uh, you know, going against his former team, I think he's going to be locked and loaded to go against Detroit. Detroit three and seven in their last ten games. They're hitting two fifteen off of righties, and 
Finally, Francisco Alvarez is finally swinging the bat well, 353 over the last six games. So hopefully he could be our missing piece for our lineup. But I'm going to trust Mad Max in his return to Detroit. I think the Mets win big here, minus one and a half. Uh, Noah, you make uh, make us a case for the Tigers? Uh, sadly, no. Um, <sighs> and the thing that I'm going to throw out here is a Max Scherzer strikeout prop. Um, he's faced the Tigers only twice, actually, since he's been in the National League after leaving the Tigers. He had a 20-strikeout outing. It tied the Major League record um, back on May 11th of 2016, um, just a week before that date in 2023, he's going to be facing the Tigers here. Um, yeah, I just think he's probably a little bit gassed up for this one, uh, knowing that we chose not – and it's hilarious. Dylan, your Mets are not cool. Uh, the Tigers pulled this move off first, <laughs> starting Scherzer and Verlander in back-to-back days. That was our thing prior to you guys, but – what really actually ticked off Scherzer is that we chose to pay Verlander instead of Scherzer, um, and we wouldn't pay Bull. So I, I think it ownership's still the same, and he was pretty pissed off with that decision. Um, I wonder if it carries off. But, yeah, we haven't seen Scherzer really pitch against the Tigers much after he's left. Um, so I – I would love to be at this game. I don't know if I'll be able to make it happen. But uh, I, I just think uh, Tigers are in a bad spot for both of these games coming up. How long do revenge games carry over? Is seven years too long? Or um, I, I think if you're talking about money in the wallet or money in the bank account, uh, something there's some things last forever, Mel. No, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, I'm taking the Tigers here. Um I don't mind Joey Wentz. I think he's uh, he's thrown in the odd good start. The Tigers have been okay at home as well. Uh, and I think they're a live dog. So, yeah, give me the Tigers at plus and, 145. What, what? And like TVDBJ in the chat, it's Max Scherzer, so it's probably forever. He's known as Mad Max. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Valid point. Um, <laughs> out, before we move on, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4, definitely 4, is here. And Underdog Fantasy has given away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. And it's again Tucky Derby. Week, uh, the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, get that listened to for all of your Triple Crown bets. Plus, leave a review for the show, wherever you get your podcasts between now and Belmont Saturday, June the 10th. You'll be entered into a draw to win a canvas print of the Wolf of Oak Lawns, one-of-a-kind Fallen Bob painting. It's post time. I did a lot of my Kentucky Derby homework this afternoon. Um, yeah. I think I've got the winner, but I'm not going to tell you just yet. Who, who's uh, your? What's your favorite horse name? Tell us that. In the in the Derby, actually, there's a horse called Kings Barnes. Uh, with Kings Barnes is a beautiful hotel um, right up next to St Andrews Golf Course. So oh, I think really? I mentioned on this. Yeah, so I worked yeah. up at, at St Andrews last year. Stayed in Kings Barnes Hotel, which is really really nice. Um, and that's the venue that the Asian tour um, are holding a, 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 a 
PGA, an Asian PGA Tour event um, at Kings Barnes. And there's a horse, a Todd Pletcher horse called Kings Barnes, uh, which is very unexposed. He's got three runners. They've all got chances. I um, mean, it would not surprise me if Kings Barnes, the third choice of them all, pops up with the same yep. front on Saturday. So Pletcher's, Pletcher's a well-known name. That's one of the household names that I happen to know of training horses. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's crafty. Him um, and yeah, this Baffert, thing... right? Baffert doesn't have any horses this year, right? He's, uh, he's suspended. Yeah. Yeah, for the um, the R scream incident, Good. and I'm sure we uh, whenever we talk horses with Ryan and Sean, I think the only reason they get me on is to make me say R scream over and over again, like some sort of performing chimp. Uh, but I'm happy to do it. So what are you going to do? Uh, 6:40 Eastern first pitch is the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Tampa Bay Rays. Mitch Keller goes for the Pirates. Shane McClanahan, left-handed pitcher, goes for Tampa Bay. This one's off the board as well. Um, We'll throw this across to you, Noah. Dylan, shout if we've seen any odds. Yeah, I don't understand why this one was off the board at the time, um, but it's there now. I'm seeing um, it, it's actually kind of varying in different places. The price. Noah, do you want the odds real quick? I have them. I'm yeah. to read them. Um, so Rays minus 210 and the Pirates plus 180. The total is set at... Um, it is set at seven, and the run line is uh, minus one and a half, plus one ten for the Rays, minus one thirty, plus one and a half for the Pirates. Um, the story for me previewing this game is how good Mitch Keller's actually been compared to expectations so far this year. He's three and zero with a three fifty three ERA. 40 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 35.2 innings pitched, and he's excelling at limiting hard contact. 85th percentile in average exit velocity against, and 97th percentile in hard hit percentage against. And he recorded 10 punchouts and only two runs against in his last start against the Dodgers. His only bad start this year was his first career opening day start at Cincinnati. On the other mound for this game is Shane McClanahan, who has been dominant so far this year. It's a tough handicap. The total at seven is kind of low because both these pitchers have performed really well so far this year. But the offenses are both top five in OPS against both pitching handedness. Um, So it was tough to fade Tampa. And it's tough to pick a side on the total for me. If anything, I'd lean over. But I like the way that both of these pitchers have started off the year. My favorite angle in this game is stolen base prop on Mitch Keller. Uh, Runners are 27 for 33, stealing bags against him in his career. Um, You called the the main thing when I looked under the hood on Keller earlier on was the uh, the – lack of um, hard contact that he's been given up. I think it's the ninth percentile, maybe. Um, just a lot of... Um, yeah, well, at the other end. So, yeah, the the, the lot of blue on um, uh, on his on his chart. But I liked, it. I liked how he's been going. And that led to... I thought this could be a pitching duel. I, had my, I was holding my breath then when you were announcing the total um, because I've taken the first five under blind. Um, hoping that the total might be, we might get lucky and get an eight. You put it out as seven, but yeah, I think we could see um, a proper pitching duel here. So I'll take the first five under. Kara's not quite as good on the road. Um, Tampa Bay might squeeze past them, but yeah, I think Kara can go well. This could be a slow burner. Uh, first five under for me, Dylan. 
I'm going to take the Rays on the run line, minus 110. Uh, two of the best teams in the MLB going at it with their aces. I really like McClanahan at Dylan home. said it, not me. He said Pirates are one of the best teams in the MLB. That's yeah, they are. They that. are. They are. They're, He's they're dropped the puppy. Yeah, no, I, I've dropped the puppy. I've eliminated <laughs> from my vocabulary. And uh, I actually really like the Buckos this season. I, they've made me a lot of money, so I, I can't complain on them. But uh, I like McClanahan a little more here than on the road. He's only given up three runs in 17 innings. Batters are only hitting 153. But Noah did make a good point. Pirates are a top five, top 10 offense. So I don't know. It was very tough to come down on. But Mitch Keller, he has been good this season. But on the road, he does give up a little more contact and more runs than at home. It's going to be the hardest lineup he's faced this season. You got to think at some point, Mitch Keller is going to have some regression. So I'm banking on it tomorrow. Raised 23 and five record when being favorite. Love the Buckos this season, but I got to take the Rays here, minus one and a half. So I, I do have a question for both of you guys. When you did the preseason NL early looks win totals, mm-hmm. this win total was at like 61 and a half. They're yeah, a third like of the 62, way there. Yeah, or something, yeah. They're, they're 20 and nine already. They're a third of the way there one month in. I think they, they had to have been my... Uh... Yeah, right there. I've got it in there. Pittsburgh, over 66 and a half, best bet in the jotter. Get in the queue. I'm going to race. We're we're racing to see if we can... On the website. That's you and your notebook. You find that easy. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I can flick through that. No problem. I'm going to cash that before I cashed um, the the Orioles at that time last year. Uh, 6.40 Eastern, first pitch. The Atlanta Braves, the Miami Marlins, Kyle Wright. Uh, will pitch for Atlanta. Braxton Garrett will pitch for Miami, the lefty. We have the Braves at minus 143. We have the, nearly said the Dolphins, but it's the Marlins at plus 120. And the total is at eight and a half uh, D-Rock Atlanta at Miami. Yeah, we'll take the home puppy here. Give me the Marlins plus 126. Uh, I only made the Braves a minus 125 favorite. Braxton Garrett, he's been one of the best pitchers for the Marlins this season. I think he's better than Kyle Kyle, Wright this season. Uh, Fish, they've won four of his five starts. He's keeping the walks down. Maybe under one and a half walks prop for Garrett. I really like that. He keeps the walks down. But the Fish, they've been on a nice little winning streak, winning four of their last five. Braves just five and five in the last 10 Mets took out Ronald Acuna jr. For them. So I think the fish are live here behind Garrett. I'll, I'll take a stab here with the home puppy. Nah, no, you want to play a game? Um, guess Kyle Wright's ERA facing the Marlins in the last two seasons. 0.84. Try 0.0. Okay. That would be my next guess. I'll take the plus money on the Braves run line here. Um, I agree with you. I don't like Garrett at all. Um, He's all right in short stints. um, But, yeah, he's not going to be good enough here. Atlanta 12-3 and on the road. Uh, Atlanta on the money line will be my play. I love it. They also have the third best OPS against left-handed pitching with an 845. This one, I, I think it's Atlanta all the way. Dylan's delighted that we're going up against him. Uh, 7.05 Eastern first pitch, the Chicago Cubs and the Washington Nationals. Uh, Another TBD pitcher. We have conflicting opinions as well on who it might be. For the Cubs, it's Marcus Stroman. Uh, For Washington, we either have um, 
Erasmo Ramirez, possibly, or Corey Abbott. Uh, as a result, we have no lines. Uh, Marcus Stroman, 2-2, two 2.29 two, ERA. Um, turned in one bad start at the Dodgers two starts ago, um, where three homers he gave up, stung him. Uh, bounced back nicely last time against Miami. You're going to get a consistent six innings out of him. I'm, I'm still not sure about him long term, actually. Um, all, but against Washington in this spot, he should be okay. Uh, the Cubs are hitting well, as discussed earlier in the week. Uh, in Seir Suzuki has been a, a little boost for them, getting him back in the lineup as well. Um, but that's about all I can tell you. Um, Noah, Ramirez or Albert, any anything you want to add to this? Uh, no, I, I don't really have anything on this one. Big fan of Stroman so far this year. If you remember in 2016, he had one of his best career years after the World Baseball Classic. So far this year, he started off great once again. I think it's just a competitive thing where you get the juices flowing early and Stroman carries his personality on his sleeve. I think it suits him well. Um, so I got nothing to add on this game, but since I've tinkered with time frame and bullpen and how I'm viewing them lately. Um, the Cubs are 12th uh, in bullpen ERA in the last two weeks with a 368 and Washington surprisingly with a 415 15th in the MLB. Okay. Dylan. Yeah, no lines here. Uh, I did make the Cubs a heavy minus 185 with Stroman on the mound. I think this is a good series for the Cubs to get back in their winning ways. You know, Nationals, they're not a good team at home. 3-12 and 12 straight up on, at home this season. Ramirez, I, I handicapped. He is a relief pitcher. He'll probably give you one to two innings depending on how he's doing. But I just don't think this is a good spot for him or the Nationals. I'll be probably depending on the line on the run run line for the Cubs. 705 Eastern first pitch, the Cleveland Guardians at the New York Yankees, where Shane Bieber will pitch for Cleveland and Clark Schmidt towards the start for the pinstripes. We have lines of minus 125 on Bieber and the Guardians, plus 105 on Schmidt and the Yankees. Total is set at seven and a half. Noah, um, Shane Bieber going to get it done for us tomorrow? Hopefully. Uh, we need it for the fantasy side, but Clark Schmidt, he's faced Cleveland twice in his career. He has a 7.50 ERA in those two starts, and the Guardians have raked in a small sample size against him. Andres Jimenez batting 400 with a double. Josh Naylor 500. Ahmed Rosario 6.67. Jose Ramirez 7.50. It's up and down the order they've seen success. I was able to find this matchup um, as both teams like th that was my favorite edge to find in this matchup because. Both teams are bottom 10 offenses in OPS against right-handed pitching so far this year, and I just have a little bit more trust in Shane Bieber here in the spot than Clark Schmidt. Yeah, I completely agree with you. The, the Yankees are struggling four games in a row uh, with two runs or fewer uh, for the Yankees. Uh, Aaron Judge did go to the IL. We said on last night's show that he'd probably be back in the lineup tonight. Well, that's not a thing. Um, Harrison Bader has been activated. Um but yeah, that's not going to move the needle an awful lot. So I'm happy with Cleveland at minus 125. Uh, Dylan, team ride? Team ride. Finally, a podcast where I'm fading the Yankees. Give me the Guardians here on the money line. <laughs> minus 132. I made him a minus 140 favorite with Bieber on the mound. I can't back Schmidt home or away. He did face the Guardians last month. And the Yankees got the win, but Schmidt wasn't the reason. He gave up three runs in four innings. Bieber's been great on the road this season. He's already got a win against the Yankees. You mentioned it. Yankees going to be without Judge. I think this is 
a good time to start fading the Yankees here for the next week. So they blew it last night in the ninth inning. They're three and seven in their last ten. Keep fading the Yankees. Give me the Guardians here. Yeah, that is that is your fifth placed uh, New York Yankees. Oh, not even against the Yankees, Dylan? Come on. I can't do it. Do you know what it is? like a trigger to me. <laughs> even the captains fade in the Yankees as well. Um, yeah. So I hope that tells you everything. gives me my, uh, my jersey, my Yankee jersey. Yeah, it's a big jersey in the post. 7-10 Eastern first pitch. The Toronto Blue Jays for the Boston Red Sox. Alec Manoa for Toronto and Nick Pavetta for Boston. Minus 138 on the Blue Jays, plus 115, home puppy the Red Sox. Total is set at nine and a half. Uh, Noah, we commented last night that Boston win run one run games, they win comeback games, and they walk stuff off. And they did it again last night. We were kind of we were ahead of the curve on that trend. Dylan, what have you got for the Blue Jays and the Red Sox tomorrow? Yeah, I took the opening total of 10 under. Uh, it's at nine and a half now. I still like the under. I made my line 9.1. Usually we like to take the over with the Red Sox, but the Blue Jays are just a dead under team this season. 11 and 16 towards the under, 2 and 8 toward their under in their last 10 games. Alex Manoa uh, hasn't had his usual stuff this season, but on the road, He's been backable. He's only given up a uh, he's only given up a few runs and uh, one run, excuse me, in his last two starts on the road. I think he'll be able to limit the bats of the Red Sox. My one concern is taking the under when Nick Pavetta's on the mound because he hasn't been good at home this season. And if he could get and if he's getting gonna get rocked, the under is in jeopardy. I think. But Blue Jays they don't really hit righties all that well. Hopefully we see a lower scoring game from these uh, two clubs. So I'm gonna take the under nine and a half. Uh, completely the opposite for me. First five over. Um, Manoa's last two starts have been better, but I don't like his underlying uh, figures at all. The metrics are just a, a real concern for Manoa. Uh, Pavetta's given up three, four, and six in his last three. Both of those things were enough for me to to get to the first five over. Manoa, right there with you, Malcolm. I like. I see an over nine right now. Um, at actually plenty of places. Uh, so minus one twenty there. The Boston Red Sox have the fourth best OPS against right-handed pitching, 805. And Toronto, 741 OPS. That's 13th in the majors. Nick Pavetta has one and four with an ERA of 583 against Toronto in his career. He's gone six straight starts without a win. Um, it's not a very good history for him. So Eileen Blue Jays to win this game. And also, runners have a stolen base success rate of 84% against Nick Pavetta in his career. 33 for 39 against him there. Uh, it's over City for TV. DBG uh, talking up oh, Chapman. Um, Matt Chapman for a for a home run there tomorrow in that one as well. 7-10 Eastern first pitch. The Minnesota Twins at the Chicago White Sox, where we have Louis Varland. Uh, pitching for the Twins and Dylan Cease goes for the White Sox. Uh, Louis Varland was a pretty late addition to this pitching slate. Um, either of you two kids got any lines for me? Yeah, I do. Hit me. Oh, wow. The White Sox minus 112 favorite plus 110 for the Minnesota Twins over under is at eight. Minus one and a half for the White Sox, plus 140, plus one and a half is at minus 152 for the Twins. 
Okay, you sounded like a sad robot there. Um, so Louis Varland started one game at the New York Yankees, um, gave up three earned, um, all home runs, all uh, solo homers. Uh, started one game against the White Sox uh, last year, gave up two earned runs over five innings pitched. I don't mind him, he's all right. Um, the Chicago White Sox and Dylan Cease, uh, Cease is two and one with a 4.15 ERA. Um, Dylan Cease looks like this Chicago White Sox is slowly wearing him down uh, to be in a, a shell of his former self. He's getting worse with every start. He pitched okay at home against the Twins on the 10th of April, but his overall trends are a real worry. He's getting hit very, very hard. Uh, the White Sox today made all of the roster changes. Uh, do you know the roster changes? The White Sox made all of them. 11 roster changes today in a in an attempt to try and shake them out of this funk that they're in. Um, Tim Anderson, I think, was activated. That might help a little bit. Um, yeah, and they made all sorts of other of other cosmetic stuff as well. I think if Barland can keep this in the park, that he wins. Um, I think the price is perfectly fine against this really quite horrible White Sox team. Uh, Minnesota, a minus 112 for me, please, Dylan. Yeah, I'm still on my two-week fade White Sox run. <laughs> tell you, Mal, thank you for this, because it's been very profitable. One and nine, their last ten, just... Just a sad organization, I feel like. Uh, I, I got no hope for them. I can't take them as the favorite. I'll take the under eight. I set my total at 7.7. All three games in the series uh, last month between these two went under the number 4-3, 4-3, and 3-1. We got winds blowing in <clears throat> Excuse me, from center field. And I think uh, Cease will have a little bounce back here. I know he hasn't been the best, but I think he'll have success against a team, a Twins team who's middle of the pack offensively. I think we see another similar game, maybe 3-2, 4-2. So I'll, I'll take the under eight here. Okie doke. Uh, Noah, what have you got for this one? Yeah, so Dylan Cease has made three starts against the Twins in the last two seasons. He has a 0.43 ERA. And I'm right there with Malcolm. I think that <clears throat> Louis Varland's going to do all right. Um, so – I lean with, or I, I like the under. I really do. Um, and the Minnesota Twins, they're they have a 7.48 OPS against right-handed pitching, which is tenth. But like Dylan said, uh, the, these games have gone under in the past. And the White Sox, they have a 6.67, which is 25th. So that gives me some confidence that this over does have a great chance of hitting, or under has a great chance of hitting. Sorry. 7-4 Eastern first pitch. The Baltimore Orioles at the Kansas City Royals. Kyle Gibson uh, for the Orioles. And Zach Greinke takes the ball for Kansas City. Baltimore are minus 150. Uh, Kansas City are plus 115. The total is 8.5. Uh, Noah, we'll throw this back to you. Baltimore at Kansas. In 84 plate appearances, the Royals' active roster is only hitting 150 against Kyle Gibson. And in 54 plate appearances, the Orioles are hitting 340 against Zach Greinke. The Orioles have a 740 OPS against right-handed pitching, which is good for 14th in the MLB. Royals 591, which is the worst in the MLB. Zach Greinke has pitched in three home games so far this year. He has a 368 ERA, better than his season-long 610. Um, he's faced the Twins, the Blue Jays, and the Braves. That's a pretty good resume inside a stadium that he notoriously pitches better in. I think this total of nine is quite high, and I like the under. Okay, nice case. Uh, Dylan, Baltimore at Kansas? 
Yeah, another team I'm just going to continue to fade here, Kansas City Royals. Uh, two teams kind of just going in different directions. Royals, they've lost four of their last five while uh, the – Royals, excuse me, have lost four of their last five, while the Orioles, they've won eight of their last ten. Royals at home, straight up, one in 12. They've actually been better on the road than at home. Zach Greinke is not backable at this stage of his career. Short price, I got a minus 140 with the Orioles. I made him a minus 150. Give me the Orioles here on the road. Um, I am quite confidently going to take the Kansas City Royals here, uh, plus 150. Um, Love it. I am fading the old guys, remember. Um, I'm, I was just flicking through my notes trying to find... I knew Kyle Gibson was definitely one of my old guy fades. I'm trying to remember if Max Scherzer was, um, because I faded him earlier on, but I'm not sure I did that um, for the same reasons. But yeah... Um, Scherzer the, might be a good fade tomorrow because it's his first start after a while. So. The, pit, the pitch clock is getting to the old guys. Uh, and Kyle Gibson, when I looked um, into his numbers uh, for that um, little table, as we did a couple of Fridays ago, I was quite alarmed. He's been getting away with it, and that's going to stop tomorrow. Um, you mentioned Grenke's numbers at home. That's good enough for me. Uh, plus 115 for Kansas City and Zach Grenke to get a rare win for the Royals. Uh, next up, we have a 7.45 Eastern first pitch. Between the LA Angels and the St. Louis Cardinals, Shohei Otani pitches for the LA Angels. And Miles Mikolas goes for the cards. The Angels are minus 133. The cards are plus 110. Total is at seven and a half. Dylan, um, we do like getting trapped by the Angels. This looks like another one. I know it very does. Uh, question: Where do you think he's going? A lot of a lot of chatter in the chat talking about Yankees, <laughs> the Milwaukee. Why the hell would he go there? I, I'm hearing Nighthawks. Nighthawks across, across the pond. Nighthawks. There has been contact has been made. Let's just put it that way. You could afford Otani. <laughs> you could. I know. You, you win, a lot, gonna, win a lot of money, Dylan. Put their money I know. I hear you. Uh, very surprised we're getting this short of a price with Otani and the Angels. Uh, minus 140 on the money line. I, I'll buy it. I'll take them on the money line. I made him a minus 160 favorite. I'd rather back Otani on the road than at home this season. Otani has only allowed two runs this season on the road. Batters are only hitting a buck 11 off of him. I'm still fading the Cardinals as well. They've lost four of their last five, eight of their last 10. Something is just wrong here with this team. And now going up against one of the best pitchers in the league, I just feel like this could be a bad spot for them. Miles Mikolas, 720 ERA on the road. Batters are hitting 382 off of him. Give me Angels first five money line. Give me Angels full game money line. Yeah, I was in on the Angels as well, as much as it looks like they chop. Um, Mikolas has been terrible. And St. Louis have just come off, I think, the worst West Coast strip in their history. Um that little road trip that they've been on, it couldn't have gone any worse. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just continue to fade them. Give me the Angels, um, Noah. Yeah, Michaelis is just bad. That's the handicap. Uh, he is pitching at home here. I don't know if Dylan misspoke with the stat. Yeah, um, my bad. You're good. So is it 743 ERA at home? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, it, it's just really bad all around. And you have the AL Cy Young favorite. Uh, coming to town, it's 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 a tough tough spot for St. Louis here. I've been fading Michaelis and the Cardinals all year long. Why would I why would I stop now? Uh, the penultimate game on the court is an eight forty Eastern first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Colorado Rockies. Eric Lauer 
left-handed pitcher goes for the Brewers and Kyle Freeland lefty goes for the Rockies this is a match on the books minus 110 each of two uh, the total is set at 11.5 uh, Eric Lauer 3-2 and two with a 519 ERA um if you look at his baseball savant page, it's just blue. Everything's horrible. I think it's absolutely inevitable that he gets smashed up soon. Uh, Detroit had a good go at him last time out, and yeah, this could be even worse tomorrow. Uh, Kyle Freeland's struggling. Uh, he's two and three with a four thirty-two ERA. Struggling really with any consistency. Freeland. Um, we mentioned on the show yesterday that the Colorado bats are struggling. Their OPS is way below. Um, the oppos at, at Coors Field, and that's really where they've made hay historically. Um, however, this my pick here is Colorado on the money line, and this is just a mega fade of Lauer. Absolutely huge fade of Lauer. He could get the granny smashed out of him tomorrow, so give me the Rockies, please, Noah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over here. Um, the total is set at 11.5, uh, just because I don't really favor either starting pitcher and – uh, Milwaukee coming to Colorado that might affect their bullpen a little bit. They have a top five bullpen in the MLB. So if you're nervous about that, maybe just take a first five under uh, first five over. But both starters don't have repertoires that will do well in high elevation. Uh, Lauer top off speed pitch is a curveball. Uh, Kyle Freeland's a sinker guy. It's just spelling over for me here. And Dylan. Yeah, I agree with the over. Uh, I set my total at 11.8, almost at a 12. Uh, you got winds blowing out as well. Honestly, this is not a game I'm really going to bet. Uh, Joe said hey, you wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I agree. This one was really <laughs> tough to handicap. I didn't want to back either pitcher, to be honest, but my numbers did make the Brewers a minus-135 favorite. So at minus-110 for the show, I'll take the Brew Crew. Eric Lauer has been solid on the road, uh, but this is his first time going to Colorado this season, so I want to see how he does. Kyle Freeland, on the other hand, has had four really rough starts where I think he's lost some confidence, to be honest. And the Brewers, they don't really hit uh, lefties well, 207. (laughs) Not the best, but I think I got to fade both pitchers. I'll I'll take uh, Noah's side. I'll take the over. Um. I've got a really sticky beard, right? Um, would you like to guess what I've got stuck in my beard? You can have honey. one guess each. Ooh. Oh, what did he say? It's good. I've got a read. He said honey. He was close. Not a bad guess. I don't, Come I, on, I don't know. What, what's in there? It's jam. Jam. Oh, look at it. It's uh, dear, This is fig jam. Do you have a bit of fig jam ever, Dylan? I don't know what that is. Well, what do you mean? It's jam made out of figs. That's my guess. <laughs> I don't know what figs are. You don't know what figs are. You are incredible. How do you not fall down more? Like every time we talk about <laughs> anything, not fall down more. Every I'm time we like talk about anything, <laughs> what the de- <laughs> with no figs? I can't. I can't continue. This is ridiculous. Figs. Um, go on, right. The things you have to Google. There's a list of things. I bet you didn't Google Bill Withers a few weeks ago either, did you? No, I didn't. Um, didn't. Yeah, well, get that on the list. And when you finish with him, get on How do you spell F-I-G? How do you spell figs? (laughs) Yeah. F-I-G-S. Did you? Oh, my, this is incredible. Yeah, figs are showing up pants. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Everyone in the chat has heard of it. Look. 
this is I've never we, Dylan's been exposed here. Like, oh, okay. what did you what did you look uh, up on Google to find pigs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, figs. It's like fig, like fig newtons, right? Well, have they got figs in them? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We're wasting anyway, too much time. It, it's a Jersey thing. Fig jam in me beard. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Nine forty Eastern first pitch, the final game. Thankfully, Seattle Mariners at the Oakland Athletics, where George Kirby goes for Seattle and JPC as left-handed pitcher for the A's. Uh, minus one sixty-three for the Mariners, plus one thirty on the Athletics. Total set at eight and a half. Noah, round us out with a sure fire winner. George Kirby has made four starts against Oakland. Uh, he made four starts against Oakland last year. He was only one and zero with a 4.43 ERA. I'm also not convinced um, that J.P. Sears uh, really has anything too good going. There's a lot of hype surrounding him right now, but it's kind of just what he's expected he could do here coming up. Um, but showing us so far, he has not uh, impressed. Seattle is 30th in the MLB against left-handed pitching so far this year with a 6.18 OPS. Oakland 26th against righties with a 657. Again, I wasn't sucked in by Seattle's hype in the preseason. I was more confident in my Logan Gilbert uh, sophomore slump angle. But I'll take a chance in fading Kirby here too um, against the struggling Mariners offense with another large Oakland money line of plus 140 and plus 145 on DraftKings. Uh, seeing the chat filled with um, fig talk is filling my heart with joy uh, at this point. Um, Dylan, Seattle at Oakland. I need some figs after this uh, recording <laughs> sesh. Uh, I'm going to take the Mariners here on the run line, uh, plus 110. A's just another team on my fade list. Uh, can't back them uh, home or away. I don't know if they have any motivation at this point. George Kirby has been fantastic on the road this season. Just two walks on the season. So another guy I'm going to be targeting his underwalk prop tomorrow when it comes out. J.P. Sears is not good. He, he's given up two or more runs in every one of his starts. I know the Mariners are struggling right now. And at plus 140, the lines really don't look right. Mariners have one and a half at plus money. I'll take a stab with them. Uh, yeah, I agreed with you. I didn't feel great about it, but I couldn't take Oakland, certainly not behind JPC. Seattle are struggling, really struggling. We mentioned last night how it's their performance in one-run games uh, that it's costing them at the moment, but you had to take them. You couldn't take them on the money line either, so it's a bit of a punt with a run line. Uh, if I do be uh, playing this, it won't be. Uh, for any huge stakes, um, I, I, think, and that... I think Dylan's painting the pic like okay. Sears hasn't had the greatest start to the year, but I think he's painting the picture a little bit too, like Mariners' side. I mean, he said at least two runs scored or given up every start he's had, but he's given up no more than four in all but one. So I, I think he's gone okay, and I I think this is definitely valid on Sears. Okay. Uh, lock and dog. <laughs> like, where should I, we just, start? Two runs in a start is pretty. No, you're right. I just did that. Just felt like you were. That was a weird, a weird statement. I felt like you were two or more runs. I mean, that, that's not good. I wouldn't say I wouldn't categorize that as good anyway. But in in this offensive environment right now, that's pretty good. 
The just offense, felt like you were uh, picking on Dylan a bit. That's all. I I, I was I was because I oh okay I, I thought it was a crazy statement. Uh, fair <laughs> Two enough. Runs Dylan up in a game is a good outing. It's a quality uh, start. Like like my like my grandfather always says to each your to each its own. Yeah. To he's, each he's got, its he's own. Got, he's got four quality starts on the season. JP Sears. Right, we we nearly were doing quite well for time then, Noah, until you've uh, started on Dylan. Uh, Dylan, lead us off with the Lock and Dog, please. <sighs> okay, let me let me get to it. Uh, it took me off a curve. Uh, lock. Let me do the under for the Reds and Padres under nine. I'm uh, big fan of Seth Lugo now, now that he's on the Padres. Uh, Louis C.S., I think he's going to do all right against the Padres lineup. They're not, they're only hitting 224 off of Friday. So I think we see another low scoring game. And for my dog, it's both got, you both are on the Braves. I'll take the Marlins here at home. I, you guys don't think Braxton Garrett's good. He's going to show you tomorrow. He's better than Kyle Wright. Give me the Marlins at home. Oh well, I'll throw Kyle my luck out now. The league in wins last year. It was it twenty one and one year. or something? Are we talking yeah, about stop, last year? Stop living in the past, no way. <laughs> We're not. We're talking about this year. Braxton Garrett, the guy that started the year in minors. Yeah, but not this year. He's, he's no. Will you leave him alone? <laughs> okay. God, he's, he's clearly a little bit fragile. Just leave him be. The fig thing's rattled him. Um, no, I'm not. I, it, it has, I, I don't know where Dylan's gone in the last 10 minutes of this podcast. It's not the same. I don't know what's rattled. happened. He doesn't know what a fig is. He doesn't what a, know what a quality start is. I don't oh, know. dear. Um, this is the uh, ice hockey fighting the three yeah. services now, isn't it? Yeah, underlying we're, we're, underlying tensions. Pages the last 24 hours. Oh man! Uh, well, my lock is the Atlanta Braves, um, <laughs> for, uh, and that's not—it's written down. I'm not taking the piece. Um, I, I just know, I, knew it, I knew it was, and that's why I took it as my dog. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's not much help to anyone really. But my dog is going to be Kansas City. Um, I made my case a couple of weeks ago for having to fade Kyle Gibson. Uh, Grinky's good enough at home. So when the when the Gibson regression comes, I will be in the queue tomorrow. Uh, to pick my winnings up, plus 115 on the Royals, Noah. So my lock is going to be the over nine in the Toronto-Boston game. The overs have been hitting like crazy in Fenway so far this year. Uh, Pavetta's gotten rocked by the Blue Jays in the last three seasons, and Alec Manoa's been going a bit shaky. And I think that this number is going to draw a lot of attention to the under with two pitchers that are uh, quite good normally um, most of the time. For my dog, I'm going to take the Atlanta Braves minus one and a half plus 130. Um, Kyle Wright has a zero ERA in his last three starts against the Miami Marlins. Um, and the Atlanta Braves are third in the OPS in the league with a uh, – um, a 8.45 OPS against left-handed pitching so far this year. So, uh, give me the Braves minus one and a half as my dog. Okay, love all of that, uh, Dylan. What's happening the rest of the evening? I was Big on mute. sorry. I was no, I was on mute. Sorry. Uh, nothing much. Just watching some uh, basketball and. Smoking my cigar for winners. You know, my teams are in the playoffs, so. Yeah, it's got his winner cigar. Um, he showed me a cigar earlier on, Noah. Uh, Noah, what, what, have you, uh, what have you got going on? I'm just a bitter sports fan that has a bunch of losing teams, so uh, I'll just be watching baseball tonight. 
No, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go and wash my beard. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> cheers, everyone, for getting involved. The chat was buzzing tonight. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Noah. Uh, good fun and great insight, as always. Good luck with all your bets. We'll be back same time tomorrow. Uh, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>